Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Are we live? Are we good? Good. Okay. <laughs> Take number okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Thursday, October 13th. I'm your host, John June. And of course, I got my guy here with me, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good? What's good? What's good? Uh, you know, I'm fighting through this rain. I got this rain tonight. Cancel my Yankee game. You know, I'm not happy about that, but it's all good. Looking forward to this Thursday night football. Bears, Commanders, let's get it. Yeah, Thursday Night Football, Bears, Commanders. Uh, I was just saying before when I was speaking into the abyss that the Carson Wentz is 6-0 and on Thursday Night Football. Wow. The fact that he's played six Thursday Night games is, is awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, good for him, definitely. Um, yeah. I would love to talk more about this Thursday Night Football, but I'd much rather be able to watch the game after this. So let's mm-hmm. get into these 1 p.m. games. Uh, not a lot of games to break down this week with the bye week. Uh, so, you know, that's I, – I realize that I do love this time of year when it comes to uh, <laughs> how long we, we end up recording these podcasts. But today we will go over the Chicago Bears, Washington first – or, sorry, the Pittsburgh Steelers versus Tampa Bay Bucks. Colts versus Jags, Saints versus Bengals, Packers versus Jets, Browns versus Patriots, Dolphins versus Vikings, Giants versus Ravens, and the Atlanta Falcons versus the San Francisco 49ers. So let's jump right into it. Um, starting with the three and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the one and four Pittsburgh Steelers. This game has a 43.5 point total according to FanDuel Sportsbook, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are seven and a half point favorites on the road. In terms of weather, uh, all the games this week, there seems to be a mix of, of rain uh, in the forecast. So uh, nothing egregious. Um, you know, the big thing to worry about is wind, uh, which I didn't see anything that uh, would would be alert me to, to feel like or to think that uh, that would be an issue this week. But Pat Fryermuth is questionable for for a concussion. Um, Terrell Edmonds, the safety, he's full participant dealing with a concussion. Levi Wallace, the cornerback, is in concussion protocol. Russell Gage uh, is dealing with an ankle injury. Or sorry, uh, for Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick is out was questionable with a knee. Uh, and then the, the the Steelers have a bunch of other guys questionable. For Tampa Bay, Russell Gage is dealing with an ankle. He's limited. Cam Brait was a full participant in practice dealing with a concussion. Um, Julio Jones, he was a DMP with a knee. Chris Godwin was DMP for rest, but he's also on the injury report with a hip and a knee. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting, DMP with a quad. That's the corner. And then Logan Ryan, the safeties, DMP with a foot. And the other safety, Mike Edwards, is limited with an elbow. So pretty banged up secondary there for the Bucs. Uh, I, I uh, am going to take in this game, I'm going to take the Oh, that secondary banged up makes me want to take the over. Um, I will. Yeah, let's just go with it. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to cover. 
going to take Tampa Bay to win the game. Um, I, I feel like Najee Harris, he's, in, he's been probably disappointing to most managers. I, you know, he, he was not a guy that I think either one of us were very high on Greg, you know, coming into the year, but you, if you drafted him, he's on your team. Uh, you know, maybe you're playing in dynasty. Like you got to roll this guy out there as just an RB two. Who's probably going to get you 10 points. Like, I mean, you, you know, you put him out there and that's, that's kind of what the expectation is. Maybe he falls into the end zone one week and, you know, maybe he'll catch, you know, he's not getting a ton of targets this year. So he's an RB2, Deontay Johnson, a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. George Pickens, a wide receiver three. Um, Fr- Pat Fryermuth, if he can go, he's in, a, he's in a nice spot, but he's obviously dealing with the concussion. But on the Tampa Bay side, I think Tom Brady, he's he's a top 12 quarterback this week. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense hasn't been very strong against, uh, the you know, the, the pass. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he's an RB1. Mike Evans, a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. And then uh, I think Godwin is a wide receiver three as he, as he continues to get healthier. Russell Gage, if, if he can go as a wide receiver four slash flex. And then Rashad White continues to be a stash. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Tampa to cover uh, and Tampa to win. Um, yeah, it should be, you know, uh, definitely a true test for <clears throat> Steelers quarterback. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, that he's going to get blessed a lot. So they, they don't really test him and see what he can do. Uh, so I think Tampa should, uh, Tampa's defense should run away here, but they do have a lot of injuries uh, in that secondary for sure. Najee Harris, I agree with you. He's, he's the RB27 on the year so far. So he's right in that low in RB2 range, getting about 10 points a week. Um, so you, you got to treat him as, as is until this offense, you see this offense get much better. Uh, Deontay Johnson, um, low borderline, I mean, high strong wide receiver too. Um, especially in PPR, I think he has some wide receiver one upside because he's going to get targeted the most, um, especially with Pat Firemarth if he's not going to be able to go with the concussion. Uh, and then that's all I'm looking at on the Steelers side. The Bucks side, um, Tom Brady, definitely, he's a start. Leonard Fournette's a start. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, um, I agree, is you know getting better and get, getting healthier. He's going to get consistent targets. Uh, as um, He's just going to target Mike Evans and Godwin throughout the season. Now that he's got both of them. So, yeah. And then depending on who's starting at tight end, I think always has some streaming value. Cameron Brate. Um, yeah. But also the fill-in was able to, you know, get some points last week as well. Yeah. I think that actually goes, you know, both ways there with, um, you know, on the Tampa Bay side with Zach Gentry uh, as well on the Pittsburgh side. I mean, because Kate Otten on the, on the Tampa Bay side and Zach mm-hmm. Gentry on the Pittsburgh side. Dat boy, Caden, five. Yo, I made it. We appreciate you, Caden. Always, always <laughs> in here. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, Kada and Zach Gentry. Zach Gentry's got a nice athletic profile. I, I you know, I think that if Frymuth is out, he could take advantage of this matchup as well. Um, yeah, I had it under Tampa Bay to cover Tampa Bay to win, but I, I, th- I just went with the over really quick. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I, I'm with you. I, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I uh, moving on to this next matchup here. We've got the two and three Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Indianapolis to take on the two two and one Indianapolis Colts. This game has a forty one and a half point total, where the Jacksonville Jaguars are two and a half point road underdogs. Uh, weather is okay in this game in terms of injuries. Jonathan Taylor was limited participant in practice. Uh, He's questionable dealing with that ankle injury. The linebacker Shaq Leonard, DMP with a concussion. 
Naheem Hines uh, dealing with a, a concussion in the red non-contact. Uh, Quiddy Pay questionable with an ankle. Uh, he's week to week. Uh, he's a defensive lineman. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ashton Doolin, the wide receiver, he's on IR uh, with a foot injury, so he'll be out for the rest of the year or uh, for the remainder of the foreseeable future uh, as he could make it back. And then for Jacksonville, Zay Jones, he's limited with an ankle. Offensive tackle Ben Barch was put on injury reserve with a knee. Uh, Greg, where are you going with this matchup here? It's tough, especially how that first game went out. Um, uh, I think uh, – actually, yeah, I'm going to go under. I'm going to take Jacksonville cover and Jacksonville to, to win again. Um, you know, Jacksonville secondary has been solid. That's when Matt Ryan had his worst game. Uh, he had three picks in that last game. Um, I think Jacksonville will, you know, kind of have his number again this week, uh, especially if JT is – you can't go. Um, so on the Colts side, obviously, if JT is going, you're, you're starting him. Uh, you didn't draft him first of all to, to not. Um, if not, um, you're kind of looking at uh, Philip Lindsay and, and Deion Jackson again as being. Um, Deion Jackson got a lot uh, got a lot of carries last week. They kind of mix it up. Uh, they both, you know, committee RB three, uh, RB fours. Um, and as far as the receivers, um, Michael Pittman. Uh, wide receiver two, Alec Pierce, I think is also a inflex conversation. Uh, you know, he's going to be probably second in targets after Michael Pittman, if not tied with him. Um, he played playing better each week. And on the Jacksonville side, Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, borderline QB one territory, uh, James Robinson and Travis Etienne, I think are both playable at, th- at this point. I'm still leaning towards uh james robinson a little bit but you can start to see uh things trending i'll keep an eye on that on the touches this week um robinson has a rb2 and um etn as a flex and then receivers is really the i think the bigger question mark of who's going to be the number one receiver in this team um christian kirk i still would think put him at first uh and then after that it's definitely a question mark between marvin jones zay jones um yeah yeah, um, if I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the over here, gonna take Indy to cover. Ah, oh, I don't even feel great about it. Yeah, I'm gonna I take Indy. To, yeah, I'm gonna take Indy to cover. I'm gonna take Indy to win. Um, you know, if if Jonathan Taylor can go, this is a, a fabulous matchup for him. Uh, you know, a great spot. Uh, we obviously we saw Damian Pierce did last week. Uh, Alec Pierce is a uh, you know definitely up and coming. I think he's a wide receiver three. I think Michael Pittman Jr. is he's had some bad luck in terms of you know he hasn't been um, you know really uh, the, the you know the touchdowns haven't really been there in the red zone and he's not really being targeted down the field either, which I think. You know, that's definitely capped some of what we thought that we would get from a player like like Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, but I still see him as wide receiver, too. I think as Alec Pierce, you know, gets better as the season goes on, that, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. should benefit from that. Um, for Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, probably just outside QB1 territory for me. Uh, James Robinson, uh, you know, I agree with you. I, I play – I go him over ETN. Um, but I – you know, they're both – it's close. It's closer than it was two weeks ago. Um, so, that you know, they're definitely both RB2s. Uh, Christian Kirk, you know, he's the wide receiver one on the team, but I, I think he's more of a wide receiver two this week. You know, I kind of miss um, 
misspoke before uh we're talking about the Jacksonville defense uh you know their 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 secondary is actually pretty good um yeah. you know I, I I think I was saying that the other day about Matt Ryan but uh you know Christian Kirk either way he's you know wide receiver two for me this week um the matchup isn't great for him because Indian Indianapolis is you know pretty um you know, they're pretty good against the wide receiver position. They actually are 32nd the last three weeks against the wide receiver position. Stephon Gilmore has, you know, been playing really well. We saw what he did on Thursday night against, you know, uh, Cortland Sutton. So Evan Ingram, we talked about him. He's in a nice oh, spot this week, yep. Yep. you know, our stream of the week at the tight end position. So I think he has tight end one upside with, you know, the potential targets that might go his way. Uh, and you talked about the receiver, you know, the, the, the wide receiver too. Marvin Jones, obviously he's capable of doing what he did last week. Uh, however, I think Zay Jones really was the wide receiver too. He's just been injured the last few weeks, right? He's been on this, yeah. on this injury report with this ankle, uh, missed the game as well. So, you know, you know, the, the I feel like he. This is the same thing with Gabe Davis, right? Gabe Davis, you know, people wanted to write him off and say, "Oh, he's like a wide receiver three. but like we talked about, he's dealing with the ankle. It could be a similar situation here for Zay Jones. So, just something to keep in mind because I know he's he's a he's somebody that's just floating around on waivers, and I, and I like you know we saw he, he had eleven target games like back to back weeks or something like that. So, you know, he's definitely somebody to keep and keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Moving on to the next game, we got this. This one's interesting, man. We got the two and three Cincinnati Bengals traveling to New Orleans to take on the two and three New Orleans Saints. This game has a 43 and a half point total where the Cincinnati Bengals are one and a half point favorites on the road. Um, I will take the under here. I will still, I will take. Oh, sorry. I didn't even talk about injuries. There are a ton of injuries in here. Uh, Hayden Hurst, he's questionable with the groin. T. Higgins, DMP with an ankle. For New Orleans, Chris Olave is limited with a concussion. Michael Thomas is DMP with a foot. Jarvis Landry, DMP with an ankle. Uh, James Winston, limited participant with a back and an ankle. And then Deontay Hardy, he's DMP with a foot. And there's a bunch of guys, other guys questionable uh, for New Orleans there. I am going to take the under. I am going to take New Orleans to cover. I'm going to take New Orleans to win this game. Um if T Higgins can't go, I think it, it caps the upside for both Burrow and Chase. Uh, still see them as as ones at the position. Um, Hayden Hurst, if he can go, he's you know a tight end one for sure. Especially if 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 Higgins is out. Uh, Tyler Boyd has some wide receiver to appeal uh, potentially, even you know with Higgins out. You know this the. The New Orleans run defense has been pretty good. So, but Joe Hay uh, Joe Hayden, Joe Mixon rather, uh, still, I think he's still undervalued. I know we say it every week, and he like comes out here and underperforms from a fantasy perspective. But the volume is great. Uh, the touchdowns just really haven't haven't been there. Uh, you know, there was opportunities last week for him to get a goal line touchdown. It just didn't, it just didn't come for him. So I think you got to keep playing him. And he's somebody, again, I would continue to buy. I've been saying like I would trade James Robinson for him if I could. And and I, I, I would definitely do that in a heartbeat. Uh, Tyler Boyd has some, or I talked about Tyler Boyd. Uh, for New Orleans, Kamara, he's an RB1. Uh, 
I guess Taysom Hill is a tight end streaming option. And if none of these wide receivers can go, like I don't think I'm really all that interested in in anyone. Like maybe a Marquez Callaway, but like I don't know. I'm, I'm I, it'd be tough. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the over here. Uh, I'm gonna take Cincy to cover uh, and Cincy to win. On Cincinnati side, though, you have Joe Burrow uh, and Jamar Chase. Definitely ones at the position, but that having Higgins there definitely will put more attention on Chase. Um, but Boyd always seems to like be a good instant plug and play when there's no Higgins. So I put him definitely in uh, flex category there. So that's playable for sure. Uh, Joe Mixon, yeah, he's still you know on total points he's the RB15 on the year. That's still very solid. I mean, it's a borderline RB1 without the touchdown production. So. That means if the you know when the touchdowns come, he's gonna have explosive days. I'm still uh definitely on board with Joe Mixon as well. Um, of course, he's a must-start option for the Bengals. Um, Hayden Hurst also a must-start option. Um, he's gonna get targeted continuing throughout the year. Probably coming off his best game of the season uh, against Baltimore last week. So on the New Orleans side, um Kamar definitely bouncing back last week. You're playing him as RB1. Um, Taysom Hill, just he's like, you know. Kind of like you have to just have the Mike Williams approach to him, kind of um, just for tight ends. Um, hopefully he can give you, you know, not going to give you one of those boom days he had last week, but uh, you're expecting him to get those packages in the red zone uh, and get get some yards and get a touchdown. Um, so it's definitely worth it. Uh, and yeah, that, that is about it. I'm, I'm with you in the receivers. Chris Olave was the only one I was willing to start. And if Mike MT can't go either, then uh, yeah, there's no one else that's startable too. Yep, let's move on to the next one. We've got the three and two Green Bay or New York Jets traveling to to, Lambeau to take on a three and two Green Bay Packers. This game has a 46 and a half point total where the Green Bay Packers are seven point home favorites. Weather concerns, there are none in this game. Uh, Maybe a little bit cold, but that's about it. Uh, Christian Watson, the wide receiver, DMP with a hamstring for Green Bay. Um, Questionable. A bunch of other guys questionable as well. For the New York Jets, edge uh, player Jermaine Johnson, he's day-to-day with an ankle. Uh, So, um, you know, he's a situational pass rusher. So, uh, you know, that's not a huge impact there. Uh, In terms of the game here, Greg, what are you going with? Mm, It's tough. I think I'm going to take the over – I'm definitely taking the Jets to cover. I want to take the Jets to win really badly because, you know, they match up well with the Packers, but they're in Lambeau. It's going to be tough. So I'm going to take the Packers, but Jets got definitely got to cover. I mean, they were able to get a lot of hits on the QB, their team that, you know, rushes the quarterback. Uh, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers does not, doesn't have the receiver juice to like really get out of situations like that. So I don't definitely don't like the matchup here. Um, think uh Aaron Rodgers though is you know QB2 uh, I think if it's a high scoring game he might have QB1 upside but I'm, I'm treating him as a high in QB2 Aaron Jones um is a RB1 low in RB1 uh AJ Dillon I think is uh, RB3 flex uh the receiver is really a big question mark we really don't know who's going to be the one to pop up I don't know if I could trust any of them on a weekly basis um if you want to throw, have a dart throw in a deeper league on Randall Cobb, I'm, I'm with that. You know, I brought him up in the, in the waiver pod. Uh, so I'm kind of leaning. He has the most rapport with Aaron Rodgers. So um, 
that's probably the only one I'm willing to throw out there on the Jets side. Um, Brees Hall, RB1, um, Michael Carter, I think you could, you know, RB3 conversation as well. Uh, as far as the receivers, uh, Corey Davis and uh, Garrett Wilson, I think are both uh, playable, uh, especially Corey Davis has been a, a good sleeper this year, good value at the wide receiver position, um, getting targeted um, and uh, getting a, a good amount of yards. So, yeah, I think both of them are in flex conversation, wide receiver two, uh, Garrett Wilson have a higher upside. Yeah, I am gonna take the over. Uh, I am with you. I want to. I'm gonna. Oh, I am taking the Jets to cover seven. Um, I, I really want to take the Jets to yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that boy Caden is asking: Is Michael Carter a start since he vultures or a flex? He's definitely a, a flex option. Yeah, I mean, outside of those touchdowns, he's not. I mean, Brees Hall has taken over this backfield really so um it's tough to and this is coming from somebody who's starting michael carter every week out of necessity i mean it's the uh, rb market too like around that rb3 area you know he's one of the most productive ones so you know yeah definitely yeah. yeah i mean i play him over a guy like antonio gibson this week i'll tell you that much because there's no telling how much gibby's going to be involved with mm-hmm. i mean we saw the reports today brian robinson you know, gonna be uh, Brian Robinson's gonna be the the starter this week and the lead back be featured tonight. So yeah, um, definitely not over Eno Benjamin. That, that boy Caden's asking over Eno Benjamin, and I would definitely play Eno Benjamin this week. Uh, yeah, if he's the lone starter, um, James Conner or uh, Daryl Williams, uh, Williams can't go. Yeah, Eno Benjamin's the start. Yeah, he gets that backfield to himself in a cake yeah. matchup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the uh, well, in terms of the the game here, I'm Green Bay. Uh, I'm taking them to win the the game here. Uh, we like we said the, the matchup is real nice. Uh, but for the Green Bay side, Aaron Aaron Jones is an RB one. AJ Dillon, a low end flex option. Um, you know, low end RB three flex option. Aaron Rodgers looks to be in a, in a tough spot the jets are you know on early downs in neutral game script in the first three quarters over the last three weeks for the number one pass defense um you know they're number four on the season but they they've also played a combination of mr Trubisky, kenny pickett and skylar thompson the last two weeks so maybe rogers can can take advantage of a better matchup here and finish as a qb as a qb1 uh I, I I know Randall Cobb had 13 targets, and I you know you could definitely throw him in there in a pinch, but I, I still lean Lazard and Dobbs. You know I feel like they have the the more upside there, but you know if you're looking for safe eight points, you know I mean, he had 13 targets last week, so you could potentially walk out with more than eight points, but <laughs> not going to get a lot of yards. Uh, Tunyon, a tight end option. I mean, he hasn't been great, but. You, you know, he's attached to Aaron Rodgers and there's not much at receiver. So it, he, he makes sense to, you know, it makes sense to put him in your lineup. Um, for the Jets side, Brees Hall, he's definitely arrived as an RB1. Um, you know, we talked about Michael Carter already. I think the wide receivers are more involved in, in a competitive game. So Garrett Wilson is is where I would lean. But I agree with you. Corey Davis is definitely has definitely been involved. Um, you know, Zach Wilson looks comfortable with, with, you know, throwing the football to him, especially on third downs. 
Uh, Zach Wilson makes an intriguing streaming option at the position. Uh, you know, that could definitely be used in two quarterback leagues. If if the Jets do win this game, Zach Wilson will have had something to do with it. Uh, last week was a fluke with the competitive game script, and so that's why I think Conklin is in play as a tight end one again this week. Yeah, yeah, definitely like that that bounce back from uh, Conklin. Game script didn't favor it last week, though. No, for sure did not. Uh, moving on to the next matchup here, and we got the two and three New England Patriots traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the two and three Cleveland Browns. This game has a forty-two and a half point total, where the Cleveland Browns are three-point home favorites. Weather is okay in this game. Uh, in terms of injuries for Cleveland, there's a bunch of guys questionable. Cornerback Denzel Moore, he, Denzel Ward rather, is uh, in concussion protocol, and he's questionable for the game. Linebacker Deion Jones, who was recently traded for from Atlanta, uh, was designated to return from the injured reserve, so it's a possibility he could play this weekend against the Patriots. Uh, and for New England, Damian Harris, he's limited with a hamstring. Jonu Smith. The tight end limited with an ankle. Jacoby Myers, the wide receiver, limited with a knee. Nelson Aguilar, the wide receiver, limited with a hamstring. And Mac Jones is questionable with a high ankle sprain. A bunch of other guys questionable because obviously that's how the Patriots like to do it. But I will take the over here. I will take New England to cover. I will take New England to win. For Cleveland, I'm all in on the entire offense. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, nice streaming option. Njoku, a tight end one option. Uh, Nick Chubb, you know, he's an RB1. Kareem Hunt, an RB2. Amari Cooper, a wide receiver two with some wide receiver one upside. For New England, uh, love another week for Ramondre. Going to be the lead back with Damian Harris. Probably um, not going to play in this game. Jacoby Myers, he's... Definitely a wide receiver one, uh, seeing insane volume at the position. Uh, that's it for me on the New England side with the uncertainty at quarterback. You know, if Mac Jones plays, maybe I'm, I'm more interested in some of these other pieces. But Bailey Zappi hasn't been terrible either. So, you know, maybe you can take a shot on guys like uh, a Nelson Aguilar or a, a Devontae Parker. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Cleveland to cover and Cleveland win. Definitely going to be a, a very close game. Um, both these teams rely on the, the run heavy, so they're going to, you know, think both eat each other up on that end. Uh, Cleveland, definitely love the the running game here. Nick Chubb, Bonafide RB1. Kareem Hunt, uh, RB2. Um, Mario Cooper, you're starting him as a, a, a low-end wide receiver one. Uh, and David Njoku, I think, has some streaming value at the tight end position. Um so, I mean, if you love those options, Jacoby Brissett, I think, has also streaming value as well. Uh, Patriots secondary has has struggled this year. Um, and as far as the Patriots side, Ramadre um, Stevenson, yes, the season is here for sure. Uh, continue to play him uh, as a – I think he's going to give you RB1 performance here uh, as the lone back. He's going to get close to 20 carries. So uh, that's, that's RB1 production. I mean, value right there. Uh, and Jacoby Myers, I'm with you. Got to play him. With the receiver I want in this offense. Um, yeah, that 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 is all pretty much it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm interested in this game. There's something interesting about this game. Uh, who did you take to win? Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know what it is this week. It was just like these games uh, feels it feels like a weird week. But anyway, <laughs> the four and one Minnesota Vikings travel to Miami to take on the three and two Miami Dolphins. This game has a forty five and a half point total, where the Miami Dolphins are three point home underdogs. I'm going to. Oh, the weather, there's no concerns there. For Miami, Raheem Mostert is questionable um, with a knee injury. He returned to practice after um, missing practice yesterday. Teddy Bridgewater, he has already been ruled, I believe he's been ruled out of this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah he and has. Tua has been it's said that he, he returned to practice. So they said that he could be active, but he would not start. Yeah, so Teddy's questionable too, but I think I'm pretty sure they're gonna go with um Skylar Johnson. Yeah, no, I mean yeah. Mike McDaniel had already said Skylar Thompson will be the starter this Thompson. week. Uh, Durham Smythe, the tight end, he's limited with a hamstring for Minnesota. Alexander Madison, he's limited with a shoulder. Running back Ty Chandler plate was placed on IR with a thumb. Zadarius Smith, the linebacker, was placed or he was sorry, sorry. He's limited with a knee injury. And then a Caleb Evans, the cornerback, is questionable with a concussion. Greg, where are you going with this matchup? I think I'm going to go with the over and take the Vikings to cover and the Vikings to win. Um, on the Vikings side, I do like Kirk Cousins this week. Um, I think he's, you know, a QB1 uh, this week for sure. Stop primetime. Uh, Kirk Cousins every QB1. Dalvin Cook, you're starting him. He's a must start. Jefferson, of course, must start. Um, Irv Smith, uh, you know, played a lot last week. Uh, he had an improvement in his performance last week. So I think he's also in streaming conversation as a tight end. Um, could give you, part, I think, possibly a tight end one week this week. Um, so you're pulling him in out there. As far as the secondary receivers, it's, it's tough after Jefferson. Um, you know, Dylan's pretty been banged up. Uh, KJ Osborne is going to be here and there. So I think you just really got to hone in on, on Jefferson's being the only must-star here in this offense. Uh, on the Miami side, um, Morissette is, again, banged up. Uh, if he's able to go, I think he's the, the running back I want as a RB2. Now, if he's not, Chase Evans possibly gets a bump. But, you know, I think he's had opportunity to really be great in this offense. But, you know, it hasn't really been the case. So it's, I think his upside is at, you know, RB2 as well. Um, you know, boy, he's more of the RB, RB3 for me. Uh, and then as far as the receivers, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, I think, you know, they do get a slight downgrade. Um, with the quarterback change, um, so I, I think Tyreek Hill is more of a, you know, both strong wide receiver twos. Obviously, well, if it gets high scoring, though, they're, they're going to be involved and get some wide receiver one upside. But I wouldn't go crazy on them. Yeah, I am um, taking the over. Going to take Miami to cover. I'm going to take Miami to win. Feel like Mike McDaniel with a week. I mean, he's already proven to be one of the better offensive minds in the league, and you, yeah. you give him a full week now with with the you know with Skylar Thompson. I feel like he can actually come up with a game plan against a defense that is not good. Um, for Miami, Tyreek Hill, a wide receiver two with some wide receiver one upside. Jalen Waddle, he's in the same boat. I mean, he's he's getting healthier as uh, you know was finally. Not on the did not start the week off on the injury report, so that's that's huge, I think, for you know his upside going forward. Raheem Moster, I, I think he is the RB one. I mean, Chase Edmonds is uh, he's pretty much relinquished that role. 
The thing is, I don't think you can cut Chase Edmonds because we obviously we know right. he knows injury history. So that forty nine uh, is cloth. <laughs> yeah, still got so, it. <laughs> so Raheem Mostert, uh, you know, he's he's an RB one this week uh, for Minnesota. Dalvin Cook, he's an RB one. Justin Jefferson, a top three wide receiver option. Kirk Cousins, a top ten option at the position. I think Adam Thielen does have wide receiver two upside this week. I know it's been tough, but I think in the matchup, you you could get away with playing him. Irv Smith is so blah. I want nothing to do with him. Oh yeah, he, he had a solid week last week, actually. You know, you know, he's was he? There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was like what eight point three, something like that. You know, was it okay? Good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next matchup. We've got the three and two Baltimore Ravens traveling in. To MetLife to take on the four and one New York Giants. This game has a 44 and a half point total where the Baltimore Ravens are five point road favorites. Um, in terms of the matchup here, or in terms of the weather, no weather concerns. In terms of injuries, Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver, a DMP again uh, Wednesday and Thursday with that foot injury. So unlikely that he will suit up this week. Justice Hill, the running back, limited participant with a hamstring. Justin Houston, the edge pass rusher, DMP with a groin. For the Giants, linebacker Saquon Barkley, or running back Saquon Barkley, limited participant with a shoulder. (laughs) Wide receiver Kadarius Toney, DMP with a hamstring. Wide receiver Wondell Robinson, limited with a knee injury. Defensive end Leonard Williams, limited with a knee injury. Tony Jefferson, the safety DMP with a foot. And a bunch of other guys, questionable I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Giants to cover because they simply do that. And I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens uh, to win this game. You know, there's a lot of familiarity here in coaching staffs. Um, You know, Wink Martindale, who is the Giants defensive coordinator, was recently the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator for the last three years. He knows that personnel pretty well, knows John Harbaugh pretty well, knows, uh, I'm sure, Lamar Jackson and. Greg Roman pretty well as uh, you know as well, and then Brian Dayball, you know he you know comes from Buffalo Bills and they've had experience playing against this Baltimore defense uh, you know in in the past. Uh, so I think there's a lot of familiarity be- between these two teams, especially the Ravens being able to know Wink Martindale as well. So going to be an interesting matchup, and the chess match is going to be fun to watch for these two games or for these two teams. But I. I Bolt on the fantasy analysis, Lamar, he's a QB1. Mark Andrews, a tight end one. I think J.K. Dobbins is an RB3 until he he proves otherwise. I mean, he is outside of that one game uh, with, you know, against New England. Was it New England, I think, with the two-touchdown game? He, he hasn't really, um, you know, done done all that, you know, been all that productive. Uh, for the New York Giants, I, I'd like to see who the pass game options are, but if – Daniel Jones has a shot for a QB one type week uh, just with his, you know, his legs alone, obviously. Uh, but if, you know, he, he could really get some upside in this matchup because the matchup is really, really nice, you know, in the past game. Uh, so if, if the, if he can get some help from the receivers, you know, I'd be more inclined to, to really be interested in playing them, uh, especially in two quarterback leagues or maybe some DFS options. But uh Saquon Barkley, he's an RB1, obviously. And then Darius Slayton, he he has some intrigue as one of the only healthy 
wide receivers for the the New York Giants. Wandell Robinson continues to be a stash. Don't worry, Greg. I won't say his name, and I'm not afraid <laughs> to throw Daniel Bellinger out there at tight end. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Giants to cover. But I'm gonna take Baltimore to win. Um, Baltimore, of course, is it's you know it's kind of easy at this point. Lamar Jackson must start. Mark Andrews must start. Top three as his position. I'm gonna give J.K. more of a low end RB two just because you know he hasn't. It's not a huge sample size for him so far. So, but um. You know, he, he could, uh, I think um, he's the main guy right now, uh, especially until Gus Edwards comes back. So uh, I would put him out there as, yeah, low on RB2. Um, on the Giants side, Darren Jones ha- yeah, has intrigue with just his legs alone. Even if the, sc- the score doesn't matter, uh, I think he can fall. I think he's in super flex conversation. Um, I still don't trust the receivers, though, uh, for sure. Um, just I just have to see just something, uh, even against this for a secondary, um, it's just tough. Uh, you know, they made Joe Burrow struggle a little bit when he, you know, he, you don't have like two or three great receivers. The Giants don't have one, so it's gonna be rough for them. Uh, and but Barkley, yo, must start always every week. He's the entire team offense. The defense, the defense holds their own, but yeah, offensively, it's, it's all Saquon RB one. Yeah, I like that. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, we've got the three and two San Francisco 49ers. The next matchup and the last matchup, San Francisco, the three and two San Francisco 49ers traveling to take on the two and three Atlanta Falcons. This game has a 43 and a half point total where the San Francisco 49ers are five and a half point road favorites. In terms of the injuries, Kyle Pitts questionable with a hamstring, limited participant in practice. So that's, you know, good news. He's trending in the right direction to probably do nothing in your fantasy lineup. Just kidding. Uh, Drake London, he is not on the injury report um, and was at practice and was dealing with an ankle injury, apparently. Uh, But he's good to go. And then for Sam Fran, they got some injuries on the defensive side of the football. Uh, Defensive end Nick Bosa, he's a DMP with a groin. Eric Armstead, the defensive lineman, he's he's out with a foot. Bosa, according to head coach Kyle Shanahan, can go, uh, potentially has a chance to play. Uh, Eric Armstead, he is out. Like I said, Jimmy Ward, the safety, he is out with it you know, after having hand surgery. And then they have a bunch of other guys questionable. Greg, where are you with this matchup here? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take San Fran to cover and San Fran to win. Um yeah, I mean, you know Atlanta's defense is really bad. Uh, so I think Jimmy G is in a good streaming spot here. Um, definitely streaming category here. So you can you can put him out there, have some QB1 upside, um, especially if, you know, he's going to get to his guys, Debo and Brandon Ayuk. I like his uh, – and George Kittle. I do like his receivers in this matchup. Uh, Debo being a wide receiver, RB1, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Brandon Ayuk with some uh, flex upside and George Kittle tied in one. Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, is entering, you know – Low borderline RB1 category with this usage. Uh, he's, you know, he's got 74 carries to the first uh, in, in in his time with San Fran. He gave him in the volume, um, but he's that, I think he's strong RB2 with the matchup. I think it's RB1 upside. Um, on the Atlanta side, uh, Mariota also it's kind of like the Daniel Jones argument. You know, he's going to give you uh, some safe value with his legs. Um, so I think he is, you know, in that super flex category still. Uh, no Cordell Patterson, so I'm not really trusting any of the running backs. But if, if Drake London 
and Kyle Pitts can go, uh, you're starting them. You know, definitely still more confident in Drake London than Kyle Pitts. Um, but you're yeah, you're you're throwing Kyle Pitts out there unless you have a really hot uh, option right now to to play over Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody. Maybe like I mean, I'll be willing to throw Taysom Hill out there over Kyle Pitts. Like if I was in that position. I, I, you know, I, you, 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 make a good, you make a good point, Taysom Hill. I mean, the upside is obviously we've seen it already. And Kyle Pitts, we we haven't seen – the upside is like 10 points. Yeah. So I still obviously am a believer and uh, <laughs> feel like it's once those opportunities continue to come, he, he did have a 25% target share over his last three games, so – you know, he. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm st- I mean, obviously, at the tight end position. I'm, I'm still willing to give a guy a chance because yeah, it's tight ends. It's tight ends. So yeah, you know, if this was like a running back, like I, obviously I would not be this committed, right? Like Elijah Moore. Like we've already, I've already said repeatedly that you know we should be dropping him. Uh, you know, as of this most recently this week, but um, you know, so. Kyle Pitts is a little bit different, especially with the profile and especially because Arthur Smith is so stubborn in having to throw the football or having to run the football, but they're winning. So he's not going to change his ways. So anyways, everyone, we really appreciate you kicking it with us. Uh, Sorry for the time. We appreciate you still yes, sticking with us and, and you know vibing out because eventually we figured it out. And uh, that's what we do. Problem solvers. Uh, hopefully we're solving problems on your fantasy team. And hopefully they're we're so preventative that you don't even have problems. But probably unlikely because everybody's got problems. Anyway, we'll catch you all on Saturday. We'll do game two previews part two. Break down our starts of the week as well as play some get money uh i got one last week if i'm not mistaken i think so too pretty sure yeah uh anyway so have a good one everybody enjoy the rest of your evening uh that boy caden says see you guys on the next one appreciate you um and uh yeah we're out of here peace yeah